Hey, I'm Tori Porter and I'm the CEO and founder of iFox Fitness, where I online train dozens of women to get foxy by annihilating their stress and becoming a priority to step into who they really are as moms, wives of first responders and military members, as women with big aspirations. I want each of you to walk away with a piece of power you can use to do the same. Each week, I'm gonna give you an inside look of what me and my Foxy ladies are doing and how you can apply these principles to your regimen so you can step into your Fox mode. This is where you're most confident and your love life is booming, you're a master of your day, you're strong, you feel beautiful from the inside out and well rested. Why? Because women who can do that can do anything and handle much more. You ready? Mother's Day came and went, right? But there's something special about moms. We do a heck of a lot of shit. We do. And I think it's important to remember ourselves within that. Because we can only pour so much from our cup until it runs dry. Today, we're going to be talking about my top three tips for momming. Here's something that I remember from my childhood that absolutely made a difference in my entire life now that I am 26 years old and I'm reminiscing on all of the things that make me me, right? And that always goes back to our parents and our upbringing. So my mom used to write me napkin notes for my lunchbox, right? Those were the best surprises and at the time you know you're a kid you're like oh a little little napkin note in my lunchbox and then you get to an age where like oh it's another napkin and then you start to like hide it and stuff because you get embarrassed but at the end of the day even though you go through that phase of embarrassment or like you're figuring yourself out, right? Or you're trying to, you know, please everybody who is socially around you, like in high school and stuff. At the end of the day, those words still mattered. They did. It doesn't matter what phase of life you're in, but words of affirmation are pretty powerful, especially coming from people that you love the most. Now, the thing about momming um, that I'm realizing now as, you know, I'm a mom of a four-year-old and an almost six-year-old, which is crazy, um, is that, you know, the same thing that I need to do for my daughters to give them that same thing that I got from my mom, it it all starts within myself, my self-belief, my self-love, because if I'm not feeling it, the truth is I'm not going to feel like putting in the effort to go out of my way, you know, consciously or subconsciously to really have an intentional message behind something I'm telling my daughters. Does that make sense? So like I can tell my kids all day long, I love you, I love you, I love you, I'm so proud of you, which I do, right? But at the same time, there's something special about saying something intentional and having a meaning behind it or sparking a conversation out of it that even gets them thinking, especially at this age. Um, So I think that's very important to do. My mom's notes weren't just like 
just I love you every day. They were something thoughtful. There's a lot of thoughtful things that can spark something in our children um, and even in ourselves just in a light, a light of our day. And it really does help, you know, how somebody perceives life over time. It does. So how you can do this as a mom is, first of all, taking care of yourself. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, the truth is you're not going to have the energy to really think about intentional or thoughtful purposes of statements that you can really, you know, ask your children, tell your children, or even, you know, make the time to write a note or something that's on a chalkboard, right? I have this chalkboard in my kitchen that says, I love you because dot, dot, dot. And I'll be honest, I don't use it that regularly with my husband, but when we do, I look up there and I smile and it makes my day and it makes a difference. So it's not ever going to be perfect, but if you make it a priority of some sort in your home, something that works for you and your family, it can go a long way for you, your spouse, and your kids. So words of encouragement or empowerment can come from napkin notes, like in a lunchbox. Um, And you can say things like, you know, I'm really impressed with the way you did this or that, or I like how you did X, Y, Z, and just love, like, I love being your mother versus, like, just I love you all the time because that can come become, like, a broken record, you know, right? We kind of take those words in and it just, like, mushes together with everything else that we were like, yeah, yeah, we know, we know, we know that you love us, right? Just, but just say it in a different way, like, I love being your mother because blah, 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 right? That can be so much more thoughtful and can go much farther than just those three words that I love you. Um, Another thing you can do is don't ask them if they read their notes, right? Because then it becomes like an obligation to them. So that can play into the whole embarrassment thing. I was thinking about this and like my mom would never ask me, honestly, she would never ask me if I read it. She just assumed that I did and I knew I did because I opened my lunchbox and I saw it there. I wouldn't just like scoot it to the side and hide it. Even if I was embarrassed, I would end up reading that thing. <laughs> and it made a difference. Um, so if you want to check if they're actually reading your notes or like reading your chalkboard, reading sticky notes, whatever you're leaving for your kids, um, you know, if you forget, they'll usually tell you. There's a sense of validation Um, you know, that they might come up to you and and talk to you about it or something. And that alone will tell you that they're reading it or their mood, their mood of the day can project, you know, happiness and joy and just overall good mood versus, you know, days that maybe you've tested it where you haven't written a note of encouragement or empowerment or affirmation. So you can really step in there and do things like that that's going to help, okay? Um, Another thing you can do is share, you know, what you're eating for dinner and why you're eating it or why you're making that for dinner. Like what, or you could be like, what was your favorite thing that happened at school today? There's certain topics that you can bring up with your kids to just spark conversations that 
are outside of like, uh, how was school? Well, at, at that point in time when you're like a teenager or even, you know, elementary school, there's going to come a time where they're like, I don't want to talk about school, right? But if you ask purposeful uh, prompting questions, then they're more apt to talk about it and have a conversation with you, right? So think about like, what was your favorite thing that happened at school today? If you ask specific questions and not like a yes or no answer type question, then there's a lot of that of um, you know, there's a lot of love and a lot of um, you know information you can get out on the table you know around dinner time um, and think about this like if you're ever having a day where you're like mommy is cranky right and you're like sleep deprived and you're frustrated everything else gets out of whack and it's unmanaged. It just does. That's just the way it happens. So exercise is a must do. It's important for everybody else um, to, to experience the mom who actually puts in the effort to exercise. Why? Because then she generally has energy and health, which means she's able to pour back into her own cup, Okay. Um, if a body is out of motion, if we're not taking care of it, right, it can easily start being in this very depressive survival state where it's just trying to manage and keep up with cortisol. It's just trying to process all of these super high sensory things. It's trying to uh, calm you down, calm your heart rate, your anxiety. That's usually self-inflicted at that point when we're having a stressful day, because that's just how it happens. It just replicates over and over and over. Um, so the way we can help that along with exercise and a healthy lifestyle is of course, time blocking, time blocking everything. Like schedule even nothing time literally like times where you don't have to do anything because a lot of us moms are just go 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 we have a never-ending to-do list right and it's super overwhelming so I do this with my ladies all the time we need to time block everything um, that way you set an intentional purpose behind your day and you can eliminate overwhelm from taking, you know, non-priority tasks off the list for the day and just worry about the ones that need to absolutely get done for the day. Okay. So you need to just have time to just be and relax and unwind and do self-care, right? That's a must. That needs to be a part of your morning and your evening routine, of course. And then you also need to schedule in all the personal and the work goals, um, all day long. And don't forget the times that you need to detox from life. It's very important for your husbands, your spouses too, to, to do this with you. So if you can create a time together where you can, you can both detox from life and work and other people and, and outside sources, then that's perfect. Okay. When you can come together and do that and you can make it work at the same time. Now, something that I like to do, I, this is like, I had an epiphany moment after like my oldest daughter turned like three years old and my husband went into law enforcement. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a completely new routine. There's so many different shift changes. There's overtime, blah, blah, blah. And it affects my schedule, right? When you have your spouse's schedule coming in, 
to disrupt your patterns because this happens because you're a functional household, right? And you revolve around each other. And sometimes it can feel like we're just revolving around them, right? So what I do whenever my husband has a shift change or something obnoxious like that, something that just springs up, um, I treat him like a newborn baby. I want you guys to write this down. Treat your spouses like a newborn baby. You know that little tip that you get like unsolicited advice from people usually at your baby shower and they're like, okay, you have to sleep when the baby sleeps because you're not going to sleep for the first two or three years of their little little lives, right? (laughs) Everybody warns you of this and it's true. It's true. But guess what? You're not going to sleep either if you're worrying about your spouse's schedule, you're worrying about their safety, you're worried about them, and you're not worried about you. If you're worrying about everybody else and not putting you into the spectrum, then you're easily not going to be a priority, okay? And when you're not a priority, this is where those things spin out of control. So treat your spouse like a newborn baby. And what do I mean by that? Your tactic is going to be literally working when they're working if you can, sleeping when they sleep if you can, okay? Sometimes this is not always practical, right? Like if my husband's on a graveyard shift, I'm not going to be up all hours of the night just so I can match his hours. That's unrealistic because I have to take care of my kids and I run a business, right? So you have to make a middle ground within that. But if it makes sense for your family life, then all you got to do is just make sure that you have the same weekends as them, okay? So if their weekends are in the middle of the week, even though that's different from everybody else in your life, your family and whatnot, then maybe that just works better for you and your family. So that way you can actually turn things off when they're turned off. Because if you're on and they're turned off, it's going to feel like there's a strain there, there's tension, there's like this expectation that you should not be working or they should be working or doing all these different things. And that can put a lot of tension and strain on the relationship itself. I've experienced this when my husband was in the army too. So I know how this is. You know, this family time is precious. You know, it's it's vital in a military first responder lifestyle because our time with them alone and as a family is precious and it allows us to to be more productive you know even if it doesn't line up with outside family and friend plans and activities you know we need to respect their their job to a point for for your lifestyle to run smoothly if that makes sense okay so that's the mistake where you know people do try to get on a healthy and fit lifestyle and they try to like do all these different fad fit plans they find on Google or bodybuilding.com or Pinterest or their favorite fitfluencer on Instagram, you know, whatever it might be, some program. Um, And it doesn't fit because it's not a perfect puzzle piece that's going to fit into a lifestyle of a military or first responder. It just doesn't. And there's this expectation that it's supposed to work and then people get disappointed and then go to something else. And it's just a never-ending cycle that's very disruptive alone. 
Um, so I don't recommend that. And that is why. Um, so people don't understand, you know, how hard it is when you have a spouse who has to do like 24 hour shifts, even training days and, and like grave or swing shifts or get called in, you know, unexpectedly because they're on call and they have different sleep and eating schedules too. And sometimes, you know, they alter it for us to just feel normal okay sometimes our spouses have this enormous pressure to you know even have all of this stress while they're working which honestly distracts them um because they're worried about it affecting us they're always worried about us right and then we're worried about them and it's just like there's all this worry and there's all this tension there's all this anxiety about this lifestyle and that's where it can kind of get chaotic right so it's it's our responsibility you know to really take hold of that because that's the only thing we can control if we can control ourselves within all of this we can make sense of it and come up with a strategy, a regimen that works and fits for your life and it's going to be completely individual to you and your family and yourself. All right? So you have to be willing to say no sometimes because, you know, what's even worse is if having your husband or your spouse feel like you are, are ignoring them or your kids or struggling and getting out of hand because the time isn't meshing up, right? It's not sinking. So you need to make your schedule flex when their schedule does. Job allowing, of course, job allowing. So that is my recommendation for tips for momming is to first address, you know, what can you do more for your kids? What can you do more that's intentional, that's thoughtful, that can provoke some, you know, new habits for your kids, especially coming out of this whole COVID mess? Um, what can we do to keep them inspired and strong and confident and feeling good about themselves? And then secondly, how can you improve your daily tactics on time management because there's never enough time in a day but certainly we all have the same 24 hours right and it's just about improving those 24 hours and how you spend them and knowing what's important and one of those important things is actually you and actually admitting that and making sure that you follow through on that that way you get the benefit of pouring more into your cup and then being able to have more to pour out into others cups and then the last thing is just how you can work with your spouse with your spouse's schedule with their love and their time and their commitments and the responsibilities and their high demanding uh, jobs and whatnot itself right so whatever you do on the side and whatever your kids are doing and then your spouse is doing it's like there's three entities that you have to sync up together and so you have to split off in time block some intentional time and even rearrange your schedule flexibly and sometimes that's going to be different from a different family and you need to make sure that that's okay. You need to be willing to accept that because if you can change something for the better without feeling like you have this pressure to fit in with society, then it's just going to work better for you, okay? So these are those things that you need to work on for your tips for momming. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in today, listening to the Find Your Fox podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to give this a follow and a comment and like our podcast and share it with anybody who you think would benefit from hearing these words. On Anchor, you can leave us a voice message if you would love to be featured in one of our episodes. And you can also submit questions to me on Instagram or Facebook. And you can email me at any time at ifoxfitness at gmail.com. If you wish to find out more about my one-on-one custom coaching programs, you can click the link in the description. Um, Or you can contact me directly and I'll get you all set up so we can talk about your goals and really bring clarity around what you want to create. Until next time, it's Tori Porter from Finder Fox Podcast and I'll catch you later. Stay foxy.